The role of recruiters is changing. It's not enough to just send CVs, book interviews, and phone screen candidates. We need to do more than that. We need to be hiring advisors. Looking at things like employer brand, market mapping, recruitment metrics, and much more. Two factors have led to this change. First of all, there's a growing number of recruitment competitors that are stealing market share by actually offering these added value services. And second of all, the COVID crisis has put many roles on hold, which means recruiters out there are asking themselves, what do I do now if there are no roles to fill? Market mapping is one of those things you can do. First of all, what is market mapping? Market mapping, in essence, is the activity of researching the market you're recruiting in in order to provide useful and relevant insights to yourself or decision makers in the hiring process. So I wanted to share with you the three do's and don'ts on market mapping in order to make sure you use data effectively in this market mapping episode of Coffee with a Recruiter. So, what are the three key guidelines when it comes to presenting market insights? First of all, stick to the most common use cases. This one's very important. So there's a lot of information out there and it takes time and energy to put it together and you might be tempted to present very obscure and unusual pieces of data just to impress your hiring manager. But with most new or existing roles, you will see that the same questions keep popping up. Imagine you're an internal recruiter of a London-based company and you just start looking for your first ever marketing manager. Which companies do you target? How much should you offer? Two very common questions, right? So you're going to want to know all these details and not make them up as you go along. So make sure you become a master of the most common uses in order to make informed hiring decisions. So here are a few examples that I've put together are the most common use cases. But a lot of agencies and executive search firms use market insights as a form of business development. So you do a market map to show a potential client that you know the market and know how to find people. Or you put market analysis together for strategic hires. Right. So very important hires where you need to map out the competitors and the top performers for very specific roles. Another very common use case is salary guidelines. Let's say you're looking for Python developers in Amsterdam. What exactly are they offering there? What sort of the, the salary bandings that they use there? How much should we offer? Benefits packages. Let's say you do research and you find out your competitors are offering learning and development packages, are offering things like uh, a sign-on bonus and so forth, and you're not offering these things, or let's say they're offering stocks and you're not. That's also good to consider. And finally, here's an interesting one I'm thinking about, but how about an employer branding comparison? So for example, let's say your competitors have blogs out there, a cool-looking Twitter account, an Instagram page, a very active LinkedIn account also, and posting out content, a lot, and a lot of candidates are looking at this content, and you're not putting out too much. So it's going to be interesting to compare in order to see what else we can do outside of just, well, salary, market analysis, competitors, but also our employer brands. 
So those are one of the things you can do. So when in doubt or when sensing that you're missing some key data to present to your hiring manager, just reach back to the most common, the most useful and the most frequent sort of data points that you can bring back and take it from there. Yes. So the second tip that I can give you when presenting market insights to your hiring managers is keep it short and relevant. Very important here. So what does that mean? Let's answer one question first. What makes a piece of market insight useful? It's useful depending on what data is missing for you or your hiring managers to make effective hiring decisions. So make sure you understand first what the essential knowledge gaps are in your process before you start your research. Okay, and what does that mean? So first of all, take a critical look at your process before you do anything. Let's say, why is the hiring manager rejecting my CVs? Or why are my candidates not passing interviews? Or why are they dropping out of the process? Why are my reach outs not getting any responses? When you just started a new role, what knowledge gaps do you have that are going to stop you from finding the right people? Now, I've seen a lot of talented recruiters in the past provide tens of slides on Google Docs or Google Slides or PDF to hiring managers with all types of things such as competitor salaries, benefits, tax stack, number of employees, hiring process, gender split, glass door reviews, employee job titles, churn rates, a lot of different data points. Too many, actually. So don't do that. Why? Because you're then going to be presenting information that's not relevant and that's going to annoy your hiring manager. And second of all, they don't have the time to go through a whole book containing your awesome data points. They need short insights. They need relevant insights. They need it to the point. So keep it short. Keep it sweet. Keep it relevant. Don't let it get too time consuming also for yourself. And again, very important, make sure it's relevant to your hiring needs. Now, the final tip that I wanted to give you guys when creating a market mapping document or presenting insights is use existing industry or company reports to your advantage. So the most basic way of conducting market research is by reaching out to candidates and getting useful insights from them. You should always be doing this, but it also takes time. It might take you a few weeks of reach outs and calls before you get enough candidates on the phone and having them give you enough data in order for you to make changes to your process. However, there are a lot of existing reports out there that have done the job for you when it comes to mapping out the market. Think about companies such as Stack Overflow, HackerRank, ATS systems such as Workable and Lever, search platforms such as Hired or Court. These are just a few names of companies that have produced very insightful reports that can help you with the right data for your recruitment processes. For example, let's say you're researching the market stats in order to figure out how to best present a new developer role to candidates and write effective job descriptions and maybe even create some awesome, relevant employer branding material. Do this. Go to HackerRank and go to their report, the 2019 Developer Skills Report. This is an actual report, an actual document you can look at. Here you will find what developers most look at for in a role in 2019. 
This is based on a review they did of their members. And the top three insights, by the way, are number one, professional growth, number two, work-life balance, and number three, competitive compensation. So if you're consulting and you're talking to your hiring manager and they're asking you or maybe you're telling them, hey, these are the things that we need to prioritize when presenting the role overall. Well, here you go. Here's an interesting report that you can use and three data points that you can present and a reliable source that you can back it up with. Okay, so use that also. Now, this sounds rather easy and applicable, but as you already may know, presenting data to a hiring manager or anyone for that matter, is not that easy. There's a lot of ways this can backfire, a lot of mistakes that you can make along the way that can really harm you in the long run. So before you start implementing the first three tips, I'm going to present to you three things that you really need to watch out for when presenting data to your stakeholders. So, We want to be not just recruiters, but also advisors to our stakeholders, not just presenting CVs or booking and interviews, but doing much more than that. There are three problems we need to watch out for. And the first one is expect pushback, especially if the company or hiring manager disagrees with the data that you're presenting. Now, I'll use an example. Imagine you're sourcing for sales executives. You do your research beforehand and you realize there might not be enough talent in the market. Your competitors are paying much more than you and they have better glass door reviews and employer brands. The last thing hiring managers need is all of this underplate. Why? Because this would mean they need to have discussions with HR about their hiring budget. They need to go ask their employees to put glass door reviews. They need to look at writing a blog or two to attract people or canceling roles altogether, which means more work for them to do. So if you're going to approach them with this information, make sure you bring not just problems, but also easy to implement solutions to the problem that you're highlighting in order to make this this pushback less of an issue and having them work on your behalf, right? So don't just bring problems, bring solutions. And not just solutions that hiring managers need to be the ones implementing, but also things you can implement, right? The idea is to make it as easy as possible for hiring managers to say, okay, yo, you know what? That that solution you're presenting, let's go with that. Let's implement it and have you take the lead in implementing these solutions. The second problem you need to take into account when presenting this information or data or market analysis is that your analysis can highlight huge amounts of wasted effort or sunk costs. And what do I mean by this? So picture this, you're working on a Python developer role and you're bringing in CVs into the process and interviews are getting booked in. And this all sounds very well and happy days, right? Except that you're two months into your search and in spite of all the volume you're bringing, all of your candidates are dropping out. You do some research and realize most of your competitors have quick and efficient three-stage interview processes, while your interview process lasts comparatively long and consists of four stages. Realizing all of this with your team is a hard pill to swallow. And why is that? So think of the team you're recruiting for. They've had internal discussions 
They've decided on the process, they've prepared a tech assessment, they took time from their busy schedules to interview, and odds are this has all been thrown out the window, it's been a waste of time, and well, let's be honest, it might be the case that you're going to get the blame for all of this, right? So how do you solve this sunk cost problem? Make sure you uncover the information early on. Do your research as soon as you get a new role so that you're somewhat familiar with the issues that are gonna, let's say, arise later on in your search and in order for you to have the information necessary to tackle those problems. And make sure you do that early on and not one, two or three months into your search. And this might be a bit difficult or challenging. I appreciate not everyone has, let's say, the the capabilities or the permission to do this. But if possible, try to be a part of those internal discussions early on when hiring managers, stakeholders are deciding on a new potential hire, a new potential role that they need to create. Try to be a part of that discussion in order to be there and be able to highlight the potential issues that might come uh, back to haunt you in the future so that you can avoid these things. So the final problem with presenting market insights is that good market insights won't automatically create change in the organization or with your stakeholders. So let's say you might have collected all the relevant information, you've delivered great insights in a timely manner, you've received positive feedback from your hiring manager on your insights, but there's a, there's a problem really, and that's that nothing has changed. Let's say your interview process is still the same, your budget for the role is still the same, your employer brand is still the same, your glass door is still the same, high-performing candidates keep getting rejected, good data is not enough. And why is that? Well, it's, it's really tricky to say. I think it has something to do with, just in general, stakeholders or people and people just change slowly sometimes sometimes it takes effort it takes time it takes i suppose it's i think one point that that i'm trying to say is basically it takes good communication skills when it comes down to it that's where things like stakeholder management negotiation skills influencing skills not just being able to crunch the numbers but being able to present the numbers in an impactful way really works and hopefully i can get a a very interesting colleague on the podcast soon that can do this really well that is really capable of even with the smallest amount of data present things to hiring manager and and really make them change their opinions and really influence hiring managers in a very in a very amazing way so hopefully i can do that but uh, it's a tricky one, and, and that's sort of the best thing that I can come up with is really that communication part of the role where having influencing skills, stakeholder management skills, negotiation skills comes in in order to create change. And sometimes sometimes it comes down to you're not able to create change, and sometimes you just need to grind it out and implement, as mentioned, implement the changes yourself and be the change that you want to create in the company as opposed to trying to get your stakeholders to do the change but so far it's a tricky one and that's i think so far as far as we can take it for the time being
So everyone, thank you again for tuning in. And to summarize, as mentioned early on, don't just be a recruiter. Be more than that. Be a hiring advisor to your stakeholders in this new age. And the top do's, the top things to do are stick to the basics, keep it relevant to your hiring managers, and use existing reports. And the top things to watch out for are expect pushback. Now that you have an opinion, expect people to counteract that opinion. Watch out for wasted efforts. You know, make sure you deliver that market insight early on. And keep in mind, good data alone will not generate change. Hopefully that's enough for you to get started. Thanks again and stay safe.